Show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Do it! Just do it! Now, with Locked In, here's Tyler McComas and Parker Thune. Well, what you've been waiting on for the better part of a decade has a chance to finally happen next Wednesday at 3.30 on ESPN. Because for several years now, OU fans have been saying, when are we going to get that five-star defensive lineman again? When are we going to get the next Tommy Harris, the next Gerald McCoy? Guys that we used to have on the roster, but we haven't seen around here in a long time. Why can't Oklahoma get those elite-level defensive linemen anymore? Well, that might come to an end Wednesday of next week because five-star David Hicks is committing and uh, you'll have to excuse me, Parker, if me, uh, I feel very, very uh, good about where this commitment stands between OU and David Hicks. I like the sign well, of the, uh, the moving up the commitment date here. Yeah, you should feel very good, Tyler, because everything points to OU's direction as we get closer and closer to a decision from DJ Hicks. And we talked about the fact, Tyler, we'd, we'd mentioned several times on this show, and I'd said... I don't expect things to get out of the month of October without a commitment from DJ Hicks. Well, as it would turn out, we're not even going to make it out of the month of September. Yeah, literally, we had the conversations earlier this week. Is OU going to get shut out in the month of September? And it was kind of like, well, I mean, October's going to be a big month, but are they going to get shut out in the month of September? Yeah, maybe. But if David Hicks picks OU next weekend... You're not going to get shut out of the month of September, and it's going to be quite possibly the biggest commitment that you have of the 2023 class. You are this decision away from being the number two overall class in the 2023 class. And, you know, if we were to have this conversation back in December, Parker, and so many unknowns with the staff and what they were going to be able to do on the recruiting trail – I don't think anything could have been or anything is more impressive than this. I thought OU was still going to be able to find a way to land big-time quarterback play, skill positions, all that. But in your first year, and you haven't even been on the job 12 months, and you're going to land, what, the number one defensive lineman and a five-star defensive lineman in like, like a guy like David Hicks, I, I honestly think this is the most single impressive thing the staff could have done in recruiting cycle number one. Yeah, this is a statement victory if they get DJ Hicks on Wednesday. It is a statement because for Oklahoma to get a guy of this caliber, and I have said many a time, there is not a high school player in the country in my eyes that is better than DJ Hicks. If they get a player of this caliber in year one over the likes of Alabama and Oregon and Miami and Texas A&M and all their money, uh, this is this is not the type of player that most schools get immediately after undergoing an offseason of turmoil and turnover like the one Oklahoma underwent this past winter. So for this to be the defensive capstone, for Hicks to be the defensive capstone of this class alongside Jackson Arnold as your offensive capstone, this gets you very, very excited about the future of Oklahoma football under Brent Venables because if these are the types of guys that you're already proving you can land in year one, what does it say about year two, year three, year four, not just as it pertains to recruiting, but once you get these guys on campus 
and have the chance to develop them. Yeah, well, and you know that they're going to be developed. I mean, and that's that's the good thing is, you know, maybe even you get a player of this caliber in the past and we're still nervous like, I don't know, is he going to be uh, developed how he needs to to be a, a, a big-time impact player? I don't know. Hey, this does come at a great time because yesterday on the text line, we had some random panic about David Hicks and eventually picking A&M over OU. Text line, I'm guessing that's died down today. No one's freaking out right now about where David Hicks is, is going to, where he's going to land. Are we all good here? I think we're all good here. I think the panic has been extinguished uh, for uh, A&M on the David Hicks recruitment. And if it hasn't, I would uh, strongly urge people, Parker, to, if you want to be nervous about this one, that's fine. But don't be nervous about Texas A&M. No. And... It appears, it, it does appear indeed, like how well-timed was that? Yesterday, the text line's freaking out. This morning, it's, yeah, DJ Hicks is committing next Wednesday. So, boom. <laughs> the devil works hard, but Brent Venable's staff works harder. 405-651-3439 is the Air Comfort Solutions text line. And, and, and here's the thing, like we're going to, if he eventually picks OU on Wednesday, again, that's 3.30 on ESPN, we will celebrate David Hicks. We might go as far to say it's the biggest commitment on the defensive side of the ball since Gerald McCoy picked OU. We might say things like this. But this defensive line hole is just, it's a lot deeper than just David Hicks. Like, be excited about that. Trust me, there will be a uh, very strong tone on the show Wednesday and Thursday uh, if he indeed picks OU. But this defensive line class, or this defensive line, I should say, is only going to get better moving forward. Not just because of David Hicks, but guys like P.J. Atabare, guys like Colton Vosick. If you are able to land a Tassilia Kana, like I think the strength of this team this year is the defensive line. What might it look like in two to three years' time? That's like really exciting to think about. Yeah, and it's been a good long time since defensive line was not just a strength, but the strength for Oklahoma. And the fact that that's where things seem to be headed as the Venables era dawns, man, that's that's the mark of a championship program right there. You think about the common denominators for championship teams in years past. They're always strong on the defensive line. Always. Nobody more so than Alabama over the last decade, decade and a half. right? And so if you are going to build not just – a conference championship team, but a national championship team, you have to have strong play in the defensive trenches. At Nay, you have to have elite play in the defensive trenches. Clemson had plenty of talent at defensive tackle and edge when they put together a couple championship teams in 2016 and 2018. Man, you are stoked about what the ceiling is for OU football if you get the likes of DJ Hicks and PJ Atabare and Derek LeBlanc all to sign on the dotted line, throw in Colton Vosick and perhaps Tessilia Kana. And, man, this is the origin of championship DNA. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this program's going to be built inside out, essentially. I thought previously the program was built outside in, meaning let's put a whole lot of emphasis on skill players. You got to have a good quarterback, and OU will have a good quarterback, but OU was really kind of making their hay with running back and wide receiver recruiting. And 
again, they'll still get those guys. They have those guys in this year's class. But championship teams are built from the inside out. Like, look at look at this year's defense, for example, Parker. And everyone's raving about how much better OU defensively is in year one compared to last year, the last three years, or however long you want the timeline to go back. And yes, the defense is a whole lot better. And I think that they're a lot better at every single level. But the biggest reason why we're seeing such a monumental difference by the OU defense this year is because they're getting a ton of TFLs up front of the defensive line. It's because they're getting a lot more consistent pressure on the quarterback. Yes, Danny Stutzman is having a really good year. Yes, Billy Bowman looks like a dude in the back end of the defense. But those things are a lot harder to accomplish if you don't have a consistent pass rush and a defensive line that's stopping the run. Like, you can give a whole lot of credit to a whole lot of different individuals for this defense this year, but give the majority of the credit to the defensive line and the way they're playing. Like that, that's, that's where it comes from, and that's what you should be excited about, is if the defensive line is the catalyst for great defense, then your defensive line play is only going to get better, seemingly, as you move forward. Well, and it's no secret, right, Tyler, that strong defensive play in general starts up front. If you have elite players along the defensive line, if you have guys that can stuff the run, can get after the cornerback in the pass rush, that sets the table for the remainder of your defense. It only makes the job easier for your linebackers and for your secondary. This is something that we've heard this coaching staff harp on time and time and time again, emphasizing the play of the defensive line and the ripple effect that it can have on the other two positional units on the defensive side. So uh, you look at what Oklahoma has this year in Ethan Downs, Reggie Grimes, Jonah Laulu had his best game as a Sooner a week ago. R. Mason Thomas has been fantastic. On the interior, you got Jeffrey Johnson. You got Jalen Redmond. Isaiah Coe has made some really nice plays. So here's the thing. Again, you have to consider the fact that this is year one. And so if this is the depth and this is the talent level that this coaching staff uh, has been able to string together in their first year at Oklahoma, how good is the talent level going to be and how good is the depth going to be once they have the chance to recruit to their identity and cultivate a room that looks exactly in line with their specifications and their ideals for what defensive line play and what defensive line talent looks like at the University of Oklahoma. Yeah, hey, this is going to be a loud commitment on Wednesday. This is on ESPN A lot of people are going to see this. A lot of people have been paying attention to this recruitment. Wednesday at 3.30 on ESPN. Now, there's some national uh, media members that have slowly started to pivot a little bit on their thoughts on OU. And if OU beats Kansas State tomorrow and you get the DJ Hicks commitment on Wednesday, I think the few holdouts that are still out there, even those people might finally come around and say, well, dang. Like, the product on the field for these guys actually looks pretty good. And they just landed the best defensive lineman in this recruiting class in year one. And they've got the number two overall recruiting class. Huh? Wow. Maybe Britt Venables was actually a good hire at OU. But we don't necessarily care about what others outside, like, in the national media think, though we like to make fun of their opinions. I'm more interested, Parker, in what type of potential... Um, Like, what can this give you in terms of recruiting momentum? Like, could this put you in a situation where the timeline for Peyton Bowen is sped up? Could this put you in a situation where maybe you get a commit that we're not currently projecting? Like, how much momentum 
can come from DJ Hicks picking OU on Wednesday? Well, it can be huge because if Jackson Arnold's commitment to Oklahoma and the solidity of his commitment to Oklahoma doesn't already have enough of a positive ramification for Oklahoma in terms of their ability uh, to go and develop coach-to-recruit relationships, peer-to-peer relationships, and ultimately secure prospects for the University of Oklahoma on the recruiting trail. You add another five-star to the mix in DJ Hicks and a guy that is so well-respected among his peers and has so many solid relationships. You know what's interesting? He's very close with Derek LeBlanc, as a matter of fact. Which is bizarre because those two don't live anywhere near one another. But it's just an example of how extensive DJ Hicks's reach is among his peers. Is He's got a rock-solid relationship with another elite defensive lineman in this class who lives 1,200 miles from where he does. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this has the potential to yield very positive results for Oklahoma down the stretch. And I'm most curious to see how it might affect the timeline for one Peyton Bowen. All right, a few texts on the Air Comfort Solutions text line before we hit a break. Will DJ Hicks be in Norman tomorrow? I believe I heard you say no earlier today. Is that right? DJ Hicks will not be in Norman tomorrow. Uh, Someone else asking why did his timeline uh, move up? Why did his commitment date move up so significantly? Because he's tired of the whole process. He wants to have it over with. Uh, assuming we land DJ Hicks and David Stone, does that increase the chance of landing T.A. Cunningham? Last one. Uh, no, no, I don't think so. Um, T.A. Cunningham's kind of a guy that, you know, he's not. Hey, look, I believe you're going to get DJ Hicks. I believe you're going to get David Stone. But those two recruitments could have far more of an impact on the recruitment of a guy like. Zadavian Sims or Williams Nwaneri or Nigel Smith than on T.A. Cunningham, just based on proximity, I think, because all those guys are Midwest and or Texas guys, and they're the type of dudes that are going to take more notice of what's going on at Oklahoma naturally just because of their proximity to campus and proximity to the OU experience than T.A. Cunningham will out in California. Now, Oklahoma is still a very real player, a very legitimate player in the recruitment of T.A. Cunningham, but I don't know that this moves the needle a whole heck of a lot for him. Woo, a lot of excitement today on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. 405-651-3439. Keep it coming. Uh, Apparently, this might be a really, it's not might, it is a big recruiting weekend all of a sudden for OU. Who's going to be in town and who are of a, 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 a couple surprises that we didn't expect maybe earlier in the week? We'll tell you about that next Keep it locked in right here on The Ref. We're the home of Sooner fans. Sooner football is what we do. This is The Ref. GMC continues its commitment to professional-grade engineering in the GMC Truck Series, like offering the world's first available six-function multi-pro tailgate on Sierra. This tailgate takes innovation to the next level with six distinct functions that let you load, unload, and access the cargo box.
Football Friday, locked in with McComas and Thune live on the ref. We are the home of Sooner fans. Tyler McComas, Parker Thune, and they're listening from all corners of the country as they are every single day via the ref app. Clearwater, Florida, Fort Knox, Kentucky, Urbandale, Iowa, London, Canada is listening today. I did not know there was a London, Canada, but that showed up on the map. Grand Rapids, Michigan, Ashburn, Virginia, Liberty Lake, Washington, and our uh, small town of the day is Okarchi, Oklahoma, best known for uh, what, Parker Thune, since you got Chakota yesterday and Carrie Underwood. What do you know about Okarchi? Oh, gosh, man, I know this. I do. Hold up. Okarchi is the hometown of... It's a food. Very crunchy food. A fried food. Fried okra? Fried, well, um, there's fried okra there, but fried chicken is what everyone immediately uh, identifies Okarchi as. Small town high school basketball and uh, fried chicken is what they do at Okarchi. You are at uh, Cammy's Coffee in Shield today. What's going on out there? Is everyone doing uh, cartwheels for the potential commit of David Hicks next week? Yes, obviously there is as much buzz out here in Purcell as there is anywhere for the pending commitment of DJ Hicks next Wednesday. Oklahoma expected to get the decision there, as we've mentioned. But, yes, Cammy's Coffee and Chill is the place today. Uh, Lattes, espresso, coffee, tea, frappes, if you're into that sort of thing. The whole nine yards when it comes to beverages. I'm here with some free ref swag if you want to swing by. Uh, Clock's ticking. I'm out of here at 3 p.m. to drive down to DFW. So if you're in the neighborhood, come on by. Who are you going to watch tonight? Uh, several OU targets. Mm. Uh, the game the game in question is between Lovejoy High School and Denison High School. Ah, a little Peyton Oklahoma. Pierce action, huh? Is that, that's what Peyton you're going Pierce. to see? Okay. Uh, so there are three, actually three Lovejoy Leopards. I believe they're the Leopards, right? Yes, the Lovejoy Leopards. Three Leopards that are going to be taking visits to Oklahoma this weekend. Not just Peyton Pierce, who does have the offer from Oklahoma, but also... His teammate, 2025 wide receiver Dalen McCutcheon, also an offer guy for Oklahoma, and 2024 three-star wideout Parker Livingstone, who isn't an offer guy for OU yet, but there's a very good chance he becomes one and becomes one soon. And I'm just telling you right now, folks, if Oklahoma makes that offer to Parker Livingstone, they're going to be real tough to beat. On the Denison side, you have 2024 four-star safety Kenyon Kelly. That's going to be in action as well. So four guys uh, of heightened interest for me this evening. And uh, your colleague Brandon Drum, he will be checking out five-star defensive lineman David Hicks tonight. So I I don't know if anyone wants to take anything away from that, but OUinsider.com going to be checking out David Hicks this evening. Interesting. We have found a nervous Nelly. On the Air Comfort Solutions text line, it is from the 405. Guys, wouldn't you think it's also a possibility since he moved this timeline up to Wednesday and not coming to tomorrow night's game, which would be a perfect time to come, he might not be coming to OU? Why do you think this is a slam dunk? If you were going to pick OU, wouldn't you want to see OU in a night game setting? Don't jinx us. Dot, 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 dot. I mean, why, like... Why do I think this is a slam dunk? Because DJ Hicks's recruitment has been all OU for the last two months, and there's been nothing to indicate that that has changed. So I am quite confident, as are most, if not all, experts across the industry right now, that DJ Hicks is going to be a Sooner next week. Yeah, I mean, and I understand that text. That is definitely, 
you know, a way to look at it. But, you know, another way to look at it, Parker, is, you, you know, you, you'd be excited if he was making his trip to Norman, but, like, the timeline being moved up and there's no urgency to get to Norman before actually makes me feel a whole lot better. Like, if the timeline was being moved well, up and then he was coming to Norman, you might say, well, maybe he's just making sure. He's taking one final trip to Norman just to make sure he wants A&M before he picks her. Like, the fact that it's moved up and he's not coming here, it doesn't change my opinion at all. Well, and consider this. Consider this. The fly in the ointment. And it did look like for a long time that Jordan Renaud was going to be a Sooner. But the one thing that kind of worried you was that he had that visit to Alabama that he had scheduled for October. And so with his commitment date coming in September, it made you wonder, okay, is there a chance this thing goes Alabama because Jordan Renaud wouldn't – would like that visit wouldn't still be on the schedule if it were for sure going to be Oklahoma, and maybe it comes off the schedule either way. But that was kind of always the holdup with Jordan Renaud. You think about the situation with DJ Hicks – He's got an official set to Oklahoma. Right now it's scheduled for the month of November, and I'm here to tell you there's a chance that gets moved up Ooh, as well. Okay. But, but consider he has no other official visits set right now and no other official vi- visits that are even being legitimately considered. Um, it says, I'm worried. This text from the 580, I'm worried. What if A&M drops a million or so for him? You don't think A&M's already tried to do that? You think they're waiting until now to drop a million yeah, or something say, considerable? If, uh, yeah, a- A&M has no shortage of money and has had no shortage of money. So if money were of any consequence to DJ Hicks, believe me, uh, this thing would have been trending in favor of Texas A&M for quite some time. Peyton says on the text line, A&M insider Brian Peroni said that he was all OU, and his last two visits to A&M were to give them one last chance to change his mind. So there you go. Another says, Dear Mr. 405 Panic Guy, Parker feels good about Wednesday because he knows more than you. Trust Parker's balls. We've established this on this show, guys. Trust Parker's balls, and Parker's balls might be right once again on Wednesday. And if you don't think, well, I guess the decision's going to happen after we're off the air on Wednesday – I assure you one thing, the first words that will be spoken on Thursday's show, if it happens, is trust Parker's balls. No, nothing else will be said on the show. No, That'll I be the no first doubt. thing that happens. Um, I have no doubt. And I, I did tease it going into the break, by the way. Uh, the the uh, the visitor list, I, I don't know what happened, but seeing names now like four-star defensive line Johnny Bowens out of Converse Judson, same high yeah. school as wide receiver commit Anthony Evans. What happened this week? I thought it was going to be more about the 25 class, but you've all of a sudden got some 23 kids that you're in on coming to Norman this weekend. Uh, yeah, how about that there, Tyler? Uh, this is a big visit list across the 2023 class, the 2024 class, as well as the 2025 class. A lot of high-profile visitors going to be in town for Oklahoma. And so, hey, hey, by the way, by the way, one that will be of particular interest four-star 2024 quarterback Michael Hawkins yep. coming to Oklahoma. And uh, the plan initially, and I touched base with Mike earlier this week, the plan initially was for him to make the short trip over to Arlington to watch Texas A&M and Arkansas play. Those plans changed yesterday, and now he's going to be in Norman. So the vibes are immaculate right now, Tyler. Uh, do we have both Bowens, Peyton and Eli, in Norman again for the uh, 50th consecutive week? 
Uh, not confirmed. Not confirmed. It's a possibility. Not confirmed. Hmm. Well, maybe if the Bowens are here, that means Ryan Yates could be here as well. Um, this could, for the 2023 class, end up being a, and for the 24 class as well, be a really big recruiting weekend, which I, I think that this is a great weekend to be here. You don't know how many more night kicks you're going to get this year. I think the crowd's going to be awesome tomorrow. I've said it multiple times this week. The new LED lights has got everyone excited. This team's got everyone excited. And everyone loves a good night kickoff as well. So it's going to be a cool atmosphere tomorrow. And if they get, uh, if this offer, or this uh, offer list, this visitor list only continues to grow as we get closer to kickoff, yeah, that's probably going to be a pretty good, uh, pretty good thing for OU football recruiting. All right, keep those texts rolling in. We'll get to as many as we can coming up next segment. How about that? 405-651-3439 is the Air Comfort Solutions text line. More Cruton, more college football on the other side. Keep it locked on the ref. Locked in with McComas and Thune on this football Friday. Tyler McComas, Parker Thune. Parker is at Cammy's Coffee and Chill with some ref swag. Go by and see him. But if you can't go see Parker at Cammy's Coffee and Chill, but you want some ref swag, you're in luck. We just uh, printed up some new Ref Army t-shirts this week, and we're going to be giving them out on Campus Corner uh, all day long. Now, we don't have like a thousand t-shirts to give away or anything like that. Uh, but, but we do have a good amount. We're going to be on Campus Corner from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. tomorrow. 10 a.m. until 6 p.m. tomorrow for our pregame coverage of OU and Kansas State. And we're going to have some new Ref Army t-shirts to give out. So uh, come by and see us there. Jeremiah Hall expected to join us for a couple of segments on our pregame show sometime around the 4 o'clock hour. This um, this would be a big loss for Texas A&M. You know, they've got the number 24-ranked class right now, Parker. Uh, I think just 11 commits thus far. If, if David Hicks doesn't pick A&M on Wednesday and they're not able to flip Malachi Nelson, five-star quarterback and five-star wide receiver Zach Branch, I mean, A&M can still wind up having a top 15 class, but... This isn't going to be even remotely close to the class that they had a year ago. You're going to see a big drop from last year if they don't get any of those three guys. Well, and as we talked about, right, you look at that 2022 class, which was so fantastic for Texas A&M. And I, I'm telling you, Tyler, a lot of those guys, I don't know how many, but a whole lot of them are going to end up hitting the transfer portal at year's end. Oh, I don't, I don't doubt that. That's Here's the thing. You build the wrong kind of culture, and I would venture to say that is what Jimbo Fisher's building at Texas A&M. It's going to have some negative ramifications, and I think you're going to start to see that this offseason. I think you're already starting to see that to a certain extent uh, with the recruiting class that they've assembled thus far in the 2023 cycle because you mentioned it, 11 commits and not a whole lot of elite targets trending their direction right now. As a matter of fact, DJ Hicks obviously trending towards Oklahoma, and the Malachi Nelson, Zach Branch situation, yeah, A&M's trying. They're trying. Heck, they're trying to flip Micah Tease, too. They hosted him on an official visit last weekend. But how successful can that be, especially if they go and lose to Arkansas this week in a neutral site environment, start the season 2-2, two and two, and then you really hit the brunt of 
SEC conference uh, the SEC conference schedule for A&M because it gets real tough after this. They got to go to Mississippi State. That's a team that beat them last year. They got to go to Alabama. Not a chance they're winning that football game. They got to go to South Carolina. That's not a gimme at Williams Bryce Stadium. They host Ole Miss. They host Florida. They go to Auburn on the Plains. Then they close the season November 26th with a home tilt against the LSU. There's a world in which A&M doesn't play in a bowl game. Absolutely this year, there Tyler. is. And that world starts this Saturday. Like they beat Miami last weekend. But if you really go back and watch that game and you look at the final numbers, A&M was outgained by like around 150 yards by Miami. A&M did not look like a good football team last week, even though they beat a decent Miami team. So that tumble could definitely start Saturday when they play Arkansas, and I think Arkansas is going to beat them in, in Arlington. All right, uh, Air Coverage Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. By the way, if you haven't heard, now you have. David Hicks, five-star defensive lineman. He just moved up his commitment date. He is going to announce next Wednesday, September 28th, 3.30 Central on ESPN, and the thought is that, yeah, he's a heavy OU lean as we sit here today. Uh, this text from David and Norman, is Eli Bowen a take without his brother? Eli Bowen, the little brother. thousand percent. Yeah, Eli's a four-star, what, corner in the 2024 class? I have that right? That's right. He's a cornerback. And, yes, 1,000% a take regardless of what happens with his brother. And I'll tell you this much. There's a very, very high probability that Eli Bowen is a Sooner with or without his brother because Eli Bowen loves him, the Oklahoma Sooners. Uh, If OU lands DJ Hicks, where will OU move in recruiting rankings? Number two, and number two by a wide margin. It's not like they would just barely, you know, jump over those classes that are in front of them right now. they, They wouldn't be close to Alabama necessarily, but OU would have a sizable lead over Texas, Georgia, Ohio State, and those others behind them. Like that, that's that's how important this one this one is. Uh, what's OU status on defensive lineman Nigel Smith from Melissa, Texas? Yeah, they lead the way in that recruitment. They are the clear leader in my eyes. This is, I believe, his fifth visit to OU this calendar year. Nigel Smith is very high on Oklahoma. Oklahoma is very high on Nigel Smith. I tell you what, and I mentioned it back in March or April, I think, Tyler. Really the only thing that's been holding me back from entering a crystal ball for Nigel Smith in favor of Oklahoma is that there are just so many elite guys along the defensive line that Oklahoma's in play for in 2024. i got to see how things shake out because I know that Nigel, for his part, at least right now, wants to take his time with this recruitment. So i got to see how fast Oklahoma's going to fill up, but... The one thing I will tell you about Nigel Smith, man, that kid just feels like a Sooner. Get the same vibe from him that I got from Samuel Masigo, P.J. Atabare, Caden Green, Makari Vickers. And, look, those were those were four guys that I crystal balled to Oklahoma very, very early on. And, lo and behold, they all were Sooners at the end of the day. They just have that same vibe as Nigel Smith to me. They just feel like the perfect fit for Oklahoma's culture, and they feel like the type of players that at the end of the day are going to see what's being built in Norman, see the men that are heading it up when you look at the coaching staff and decide, you know what, it's probably not going to get much better than this for me. Brian in Tulsa says, read a rumor that Micah Tease is supposed to be in Norman tomorrow. Is this true? Are we still in on him? Four-star athlete. Uh, hold, Hold up, hold up. Say this again. 
uh, let me find this text. Brian and Tolson basically asking is is the rumor true about? Let me find it again. There's so many texts rolling in right now. Is it true that Micah Tease is going to be in town? And is OU's going to be on Um, I cannot confirm or deny that. Oh, you're pulling that card, huh? That normally means a yes. It normally means a yes. I've never talked about another man's balls this much and still, until I started listening to the ref. <laughs> you guys kill it. <laughs> yes, we do do it a lot, but hey, you know, you got to just trust Parker's balls. That's what we've learned here. Um, so Hicks used Central Time for his commitment time. That knocks out the East and West Coast. Actually, it was listed as Eastern Time, and I just mentioned it as Central Time to make uh, to make it easier for everyone else. But oh well, he's committing to Miami then, right? Uh, well, somebody will probably run with that. Yes, I'm sure that they will. Uh, well, Johnny Bowens with oh, with Johnny Bowens on campus this weekend. Does OU have a better shot at landing him or Caden McDonald? I would say Johnny Bowens. I've never really bought it with Caden McDonald for a variety of reasons. And he has a lot of connections to Oklahoma, but there's just been always – it's always felt like there's just – the connection is not fully there with Caden McDonald in Oklahoma. So there's a reason to believe when you just look at the factors at play that that kid could be a Sooner at the end of the day. I would actually say it's more likely that Johnny Bowens is a Sooner – because he's got Anthony Evans in his ear. And Anthony Evans is his high school teammate down at Converse Judson High School outside of San Antonio. Johnny Bowens is committed to Texas A&M right now. And we talked about the fact that Texas A&M's class is less than impressive. When you look at Texas A&M's schedule, it is not going to be an easy time for the Aggies yeah. this year. Uh, it, there's, I mean, It's not even going to be easy for them to make a bowl game. They're going to have to win some games against teams that probably outflank them in terms of talent. So if you're talking about a class that Oklahoma could steal a guy or two from, you look at Texas A&M and you look at Notre Dame because those two schools right now have left much to be desired in the eyes of their recruits. From the 405, I'm ready for a Trust Parker's Balls t-shirt. Take my money now. Hey, I uh, what was it, like an hour and a half ago, I started getting all these random DMs about making a white buffalo t-shirt. I'm like, where is this coming from? Why, why am I getting so many DMs? And they're like, Parker just basically told us to reach out for you, to you to make a white buffalo t-shirt. So now yes. I feel like obligated and pressured to come up with something cool. Wow, see, I, ha- I had no idea that was actually going to be a thing. Yeah, I had no, no idea there was actually, like, we had one text about that. I was like, DM Tyler. <laughs> so, wow, I guess, I guess people actually want that. Uh, they, they, yeah, they, they did. There, there were certainly some, some DMs that happened, which I found, uh, I found quite funny, man. Uh, okay, one more. It's the question that we always get asked here. It says, what are the chances that Peyton Bowen commits this weekend to OU? Uh, I mean, I, I don't know about all that. I, I, I've done my best not to put a cut and dried timeline on the Peyton Bowen recruitment just because it's already dragged out for so long that I don't know when his decision becomes final. I know he's not sticking with Notre Dame. At this point, it's OU or it's A&M. So at what point does one school build enough of a lead on the other that Bowen's comfortable locking it in? Now, I think there's a very good chance that this is the weekend Ryan Yates flips to Oklahoma. He is coming with both of his parents. Uh, This is a visit that has been on the calendar for quite some time. I'm curious to see how this plays out because 
I know Ryan Yates and LSU have not been on the best of terms as of late. And so let's say he shows up, Oklahoma wins a convincing football game, the atmosphere's rocking for a primetime kickoff. Maybe Ryan Yates just lets the staff know before he leaves town, hey, you know what, I'm coming up here next year. Yeah. If that happens... Peyton Bowen's the only but he's the, he's the only one left at that point. Well, if you flip Ryan Yates, then you don't have to wait for David Hicks to be the number two overall class. Like Wednesday, will get here before David Hicks' announcement, and I believe I, I don't even have to pull up the class calculator here. You'll have the number two class with Ryan Yates because you're only like two points behind Texas at this point. Who's at number two? Yeah, no, you will have the number two class with Ryan Yates. You'll basically you have the number two class regardless of who commits. Yep. Your next commit gives you the number two class. Yep. 405-651-3439. Final Final segment of Locked In with McComas and Thune live on the ref. We're the homeless Sooner fans. Tyler McComas alongside Parker Thune. Parker's at Cammy's Coffee and Chill today. David Hicks going to announce next Wednesday at 3.30 on ESPN. Sooner fans, should you feel really good about that? Yeah, probably so. Um, Parker's had a crystal ball in for him for a few weeks now. Uh, so does Steve Wiltfong. There's a, there's a, about a handful of people that have a crystal ball in for David Hicks right now to OU, which should make you feel pretty good. Visitor list this weekend for uh, people that didn't hit here it earlier. Who were kind of the main hitters in the 23 and 24 class there to be in town this weekend? Yeah, so when you look at the 23 class, uh, obviously it's mostly committed. Uh, Caleb Hicks just committed, or uh, didn't commit, I'm sorry, but OU commit Caleb Hicks just announced a couple minutes ago on social media that he's going to be in Norman. So Hicks to Norman this weekend after all. How about that? Uh, but you look at some of the others that are going to be in town from the class of 2023, five-star edge rusher P.J. Adabare, as was first reported by Tyler McComas, hey, is going to go. be credit Credit that to town. me. Credit that me. That's, yeah. uh, Jacoby Johnson going to be showing up. Uh, so, too, will four-star wide receiver and recent commit Anthony Evans. We talked about Johnny Bowens. So when you're talking about specifically the 2023 class, those are kind of the headliners. You know, and I'm kind of looking at the 24-7 sports recruiting rankings right now. Again, Alabama's got a legendary class this year. You're not, you're just not going to catch Alabama. Like, that's not just an OU thing. Like, nobody in this class is going to catch Alabama. Like, they are going to end up with the number one overall class. And if you get Ryan Yates, if you get David Hicks on Wednesday, we've talked about it several times already today, you will be the number two overall class. But the point now is, like, how can you stay at that number two class? Well, you can flip Peyton Bowen. You can get a guy like Tassili Akana. But you also have to fend off the other teams that are behind you. Like, Texas, they're going to get more commitments before signing day. But I don't feel like once OU jumps Texas, that Texas is going to wind up jumping uh, OU back before December. Um, same thing with Georgia, Ohio State, and Notre Dame. Like, I feel pretty good that OU is going to end up as the number two overall class if things go according to plan on Wednesday. Well, here's here's what would basically lock it up, Tyler. You get DJ Hicks, you get Peyton Bowen, it's pretty much over. And then Cecilia Cana would be gravy. A guy like Johnny Bowens would be gravy. But if you had two more five stars to this class, you're putting a pretty insurmountable 
distance between yourself and the rest of the pack among those other schools that are vying for the number two class, the likes of LSU and Notre Dame and Clemson and Texas. Yeah, you'll also have the second most five stars out of anybody in this class. You'll have the number two overall class, and only Bama will have had more five-star commitments. They have five currently. Texas has three. Georgia has one. Ohio State has one. Notre Dame has one, and Oklahoma has two. Uh, OU's at two right there with Clemson, who sits as the number eight class. So you're right, man. You you get those two kids, and you can all but lock it up that you're going to end up with the number two overall class. And Recruiting momentum's a real thing, man. And, and David Hicks is the type of player that we've been waiting on around here for over a decade. Like, this is a potential plug-and-play, day-one type of kid. Forget just getting him. What other momentum or recruiting momentum does this create? Like, that's kind of the storyline after it happens. And you got to think, Parker, that it can't help but create other positive recruiting momentum, especially on the defensive line when you still have some more targets out there. Absolutely. And uh, another listener asked on the text line, isn't Eric McCarty coming in this weekend as well? Everyone is sleeping on this kid. He is good, good. Now, I need to reach out to a couple folks and see what exactly Eric McCarty's status is. But, yes, that kid is good, good. And anybody that watched him last year at McAllister High when he did it all for them uh, in route to an appearance in the state championship game uh, knows just how versatile he is, uh, the way he impacts the game in all three phases. And make no mistake – Uh, He's going to be a player at the University of Oklahoma. He'll be a guy that gets meaningful snaps down the line at safety. And you know what? Maybe he ends up taking some snaps at Cheetah. Maybe he ends up being a linebacker when it's all said and done. He is so versatile and he is so athletic that there's a lot you can do with a guy like that, which is perfect. I mean, that's tailor-made. Uh, for the type of philosophy that Brent Venables has always embraced as a recruiter. One more from Oklahoma Johnny. If we do get David Hicks, do you think it was the defensive performance at Nebraska that caused him to move his timeline up to go ahead and choose OU? I wouldn't say it's Uh, that one single performance, but it hasn't hurt the way they play defense. No, that certainly didn't hurt, but at the end of the day, DJ Hicks is ready to have this thing over with. He's done enough interviews and endured enough hype and buzz over the course of his recruitment. It's about time to lock it in. He realizes that as much so as anybody. There you go. That'll do it for Parker. Football Friday rolls on on the ref next. Keep it locked. The rush is coming up next.